Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode of FOMO Fans. My name is Brian Fanzo, host of FOMO Fans. And for those of you that listen every single week, I do want to apologize. It's been a couple weeks uh, since I recorded an episode, and I've been very, very, very good at being consistent. But I, it wasn't because I wasn't. I was busy. Busy is an excuse. I wasn't busy. I was having a blast. I was traveling uh, back and forth across the United States uh, three different times for four different events, um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but on this episode, I'm going to talk kind of something a little bit more holistic, and we're going to talk about marketing disruption and how all of this has begun and, and where I think things are going and, and why I think disruption is only right now in its infancy. Um, for those that are watching live, uh, you know, the elephant in the room, well, no, the elephant in the room is that I'm not wearing a hat. I actually do have hair, which is kind of a new look for me. So if you guys are turning off because you, I don't have a hat on, um, I understand. I actually was at Social Media Marketing World, which I'll talk a little bit more about, but I had lots of people that were walked right by me because they were not aware that uh, who I was because I did not have my hat on. So for those that are there, I'm going to talk a little bit about the different apps. Uh, there's a Vero app that has just come out. I'm going to talk about marketing, where, mar- where I think marketing is going and why I think this disruption is so essential and critical uh, at this exact moment. But um, to kind of start this off and kind of give everybody just a little bit of an idea of what, you know, I got to speak at, at, a, at a, a variety of events. You know, last month I did uh, the U.S. Sailing Leadership Forum, a paintball event, um, this month, I got to do the National Speaker Association. I got to do Startup Movement uh, or Startup Grind. I got to go to Digital Summit Phoenix. And then just last week, I got back from Social Media Marketing World. And I get to talk a lot about marketing, a lot about technology, a lot about innovation. And it's, it really presses kind of a, a wide range of things. And I'm very blessed because I am kind of the anti-niche. Um, I've, I've kind of carved my niche in not having a niche, if that makes sense. And if you call it niche, I call it niche. I don't really care which one it is as long as you understand what I'm talking about. But I get to travel the world, and I love what I do. But I also it allows me to, to tap into the pulse of what's going on around all of these different industries where I'm talking to, uh, you know, where, where I'm talking to National Speaker Association, where it's an association that um, has been around for a long time but is trying to get younger. Uh, I got to talk to, uh, you know, a startup grind environment where these are all startups that are trying to change the world. I got to go to Digital Summit Phoenix, a, glo- a global conference that is in 44 states every year. And then, of course, I spoke at the uh, world's largest social media marketing event. But one of the things I wanted to talk about is, you know, when we're looking at marketing and we're looking at technology as a whole, you know, this is a very interesting uh, change or an interesting time that we're living in. And the reason I think it's so interesting is that a lot of the things that we've preached in marketing for a long time are actually now being required to be implemented. And let me give you some examples, right? We've heard things like people buy from people they like. Now, I'm curious, if, if people buy from people they like, when we started doing digital marketing and firing up websites, how did we determine if someone liked us, right? Because the adage of, you know, uh, people buy from people they like has been around forever. But 
you know, when we went digital, how do we how do we prove that? And and weirdly, us as marketers, you know, I think unfortunately, some of us said we proved that by simply, you know, someone signs up for our email newsletter, they apparently like us, which I think is just a load of crap. But for most of you guys know, I'm not a huge email marketing fan. I believe it is in its power. I just don't like email myself, right? And um, but I think when we're looking at this disruption, you know, that's one of the things, right? People buy from people they like. So I I challenge you. What, how do we determine how someone likes us um, in in the digital world? And let's go to the next piece. You know, authenticity. One of the things that my dad said. You know, my my dad was big into um, Brian. You must learn golf because business is done on the golf course. And I'm like, well, dad. I started doing business on the golf course and nobody actually talks about what they do or their business. And my dad was like, well, no, no does son. Like people talk about, you know, their lives and it's a more authentic conversation because people want to buy and connect and engage with people that are authentic. Well, so authenticity was extremely important in marketing and sales for all of our lives. How do we show authenticity in a digital world? We, we created logos. We broadcasted our marketing everywhere. We decided to create content all over the place. Um, you know, that, so that's authenticity. Another thing that we talked about is trust. How do we, how do we build trust with our consumers? Um, I, will, I will jump to the forward one of this one. And, you know, I don't believe trust is something we have truly embraced in digital marketing at all. In my personal opinion, digital marketing has skipped the trust funnel, right? We, we decided to say, well, you know, we're, we're digital, so maybe we're not going to worry as much about trust, and we're going we're gonna to say that we believe it, and we're going to create videos that talk about how much we trust our employees and our customers, but we don't truly need to do that in this digital world. If we need someone to trust us, they can meet us offline. We can do things offline. And so one of the things, and then here, this is a great one, and I love that Lisa, uh, my good friend Lisa, jumped in on the Instagram stories, you know, relationships relationship building, right? You know, my, my good buddy, Ted Rubin, uh, wrote a book called Return on Relationships, and I, and, I, and I loved it. And relationships, we know, are extremely important in business and in marketing. But I think for a lot of us, we realize that building a relationship in the digital world is hard as shit. It is hard. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. You can't automate it. You can't outsource it. If you violate that relationship or you automate something within the relationship, all of a sudden that relationship now is struggling and it's going to take longer. Um, I've often argued the case that if you're trying to build a relationship with someone uh, through Twitter, it would take 18 months to truly build that rapport, that trust, that conversation to, to, to move mountains when it comes to, to uh, building uh, relationships. But, you know, and then the last one of this, and I'm, I'm going to get to where I'm going on this whole piece, is that, you know, in marketing, we've talked, we've always been about the customer experience, and we have to understand our customers. But weirdly, in digital, we've got so much data about our customers that we became almost paralyzed by that data. And instead of embracing the data for what it was and, and really, you know, understanding how we can leverage that data, I think, unfortunately, for many of us, we started to realize, okay, well, let's not use the data. We know the data is there, but... You know, hey, if we can target with ads, why not target with ads and put everything out there? And so one of the things that I look at when I, you know, I got to go all these different events, National Speakers Association, Startup Grind, all the, th all the events that I named earlier. And the one thing that was extremely apparent to me was this. People, when they are offline, are more genuine, more authentic, more trusting, more engaged, more real. They build better relationships when they are offline without hesitation, without question. This is, and this isn't breaking news. I mean, every, I know everyone's like, well, Brian, duh, people build these things better offline. But here's, here's my problem with that. 
if you want to scale, if you want to, if you want to reach people that don't know you, don't like you, don't trust you, maybe aren't in that area where you're at, digital marketing, marketing today in 2018 gives you that opportunity. But here's the biggest problem. We are really great at all of these things offline, but we, we, we somehow forgot how to do them online. And so I, I, I titled this episode, Why Marketing Disruption Has Only Just Begun. And I think one of the biggest disruptions we saw was social media. Social media disrupted marketing about nine or 10 years ago with Facebook, and now we have ads, and now um, you know, it's not just about websites and SEO, and, and it's not just about email marketing. I would say the second biggest disruptor was the mobile device. You know, The mobile device allows us to create content, it allows us to capture content, but ultimately it allows us to get more data from our consumer. And even empower our consumers like never before. But I believe the mass disruption today that is going to lead to very interesting innovations and disruptions tomorrow is video, live video more so than anything else. And, and let me get to the reason of that and, and kind of set the stage. It's a little nostalgic for me today was three years ago today, three years ago today, uh, and thanks, I hear a lot of people giving me some love that you know I'm I'm building relationships online, uh, and I, that means a lot to me. Um, three years ago today, I discovered Meerkat, which is the app that that turned me on to live video. It turned me on to the power of people looking me in my digital eyeballs and understanding that I am real, that I am authentic. I'm okay with failing. I'm okay not knowing everything. I don't believe that I need to be perfect. And prior to that, I had about three videos on my YouTube channel. Um, I wasn't huge in the video other than hosting a Google Hangout show. But what video, live video meant to me is it allowed me to convey what I was really good at offline in the online world. And I will, I will make this argument across the board that I believe, and I, I see my friend Mia Voss is in here. What's up, little sis? Uh, big sis. Um, Mia, you were with me at South by Southwest. And for those that don't remember, live video came out. Meerkat came out a couple of weeks before South by Southwest. It exploded at South by Southwest. Four months later, Periscope came out. Two months after that, Facebook Live came out. The one-year anniversary of Meerkat came around, and Meerkat died. Uh, and now we're kind of left with Facebook Live and Periscope. Of course, YouTube has their own platform with YouTube Live. We also have Instagram Stories Live, and I'm broadcasting on all three of the, all four of those at this exact moment. But all of this, what I what I want to bring this back to is it's not just about live video. And and interestingly enough, I actually think the byproduct of live video is better marketing in all of the other channels more so than even market more so than video. Because I've made this statement for a while. You know, the power of live video is that anyone can go live. The reason so many live videos are really bad today is because, well, anyone can go live. But there's a step further that I want to take this, and I want to, I want to kind of have this conversation. And, and part of this is that we are now realizing that authenticity is important in the digital world. And there, you do have the ability to do it. You can build trust by saying things like, I don't know, and allowing people to look you in your eyes. I also believe live video is the greatest enabler for produced video. When you look at channels like YouTube and people that have built a massive following on these channels where they talk, you know, there's a stat that I use that, you know, I think it's 80, no, it's 71% 
of millennials trust YouTube creators over their own friends? Well, YouTube creators were, became really good at being real and being honest. Well, just like everything else in marketing, let's face it, marketers ruined it. And then all of a sudden, people started doing batch recordings and started kind of faking it till they made it in video. And I think live video, what I look at this entire disruption as, is live video has brought us back to the cores of marketing and sales. Where, I'm going to quote my good friend, Mr. Brian Kramer, it's not about B2B, it's not about B2C, it's about human to human. The problem, I believe, is that we understood that it needed to be human to human, but we didn't understand how to do that. And let's face it, for the longest time, being human online seemed fluffy and we couldn't figure out how do you prove the ROI and how do you track a relationship and what, you know, do people really care? You know, people buy from people they like. And so this is where I'm going to, I'm going to bring this thing full circle. And for those that are listening, you're used to my episodes being uh, 20 to 30 minutes long. This is going to be a long episode because I'm fired up. I'm going to talk about this in a, in a wide range of things. I think it's going to impact every one of your businesses. I'm going to also talk about why live video is going to help us get to virtual reality and augmented reality and I'm going to tease you at the end because I think there's one technology that very few people in social media or marketing as a whole are talking about and it might be the biggest disruption of all of these channels and I'm going to talk about that at the end of this episode uh, give you a little FOMO and I see my good friend Kristen Cardo's Tink is in the house uh, I know I have no hat on it's my first podcast episode with no hat on for those that are, are, are watching here on the live show but let's so what I'm talking about this is I believe our email marketing I believe our advertising will will drastically have drastically improved or drastically changed thanks to live video. Because here's one of the things we realized was, oh wait, we don't have to be in a production studio all the time. People don't want polished and, and perfect with every piece of content. We, they don't need a perfect email. They don't need a perfect uh, website. We, you know, we don't even do website launches anymore. Why do we not do website launches anymore? Because guess what? Nobody cared. And I, and I use this adage on stage all the time, right? It's the idea that you know, the field of dreams marketing is over. If you build it, nobody is coming. We have too much content, too many apps, too many distractions. We have podcasts, we have video, we have live video. But here's the thing. This is where I think we're moving this entire direction to. And it's why I'm live streaming on all of these different channels. It's why I'm recording this as a podcast. It's why I'm going to edit up to all of these different pieces of content. Is Here is the, the most important part of what live video has disrupted marketing and every business that's out there. Is it's brought us back to our human core and it's made us realize that relatability with our customers is more important than ever. And I, and I, and I make this statement, relatability is the future of marketing. People might buy from people they like, but as my buddy Jim Keenan says, they just don't buy from people they don't like. They oftentimes will buy from people that they have no relationship with. But in this day and age, in this world, we no longer trust a brand. We no longer trust a logo. Let's face it, we don't even trust celebrities. Celebrities that have been hawking and doing brand endorsements without following the FCC guidelines. The, the lack of trust that we have for digital entities today is at a premium. That is why it is so powerful to do live video because guess what? When you are real, you can say, I don't know. You understand the importance of, of taking things back a step and just providing value. All of a sudden, now we're getting back into that core of relatability, of connecting, 
I don't believe marketing is about sales of enablement, and I don't believe marketing is about pushing a product. And, and this is what I look at. You know, I spoke at Social Media Marketing World about the impact of the Facebook changes. And if I had to summarize my entire presentation, and for those that are listening uh, to this podcast, I actually recorded the audio from my keynote, and I'm going to put that as my very next episode. So the next episode of the show will be my entire keynote presentation, um, audio version. So if you want to listen to the presentation I gave um, as the opening keynote there at Social Media Marketing World, and to, to celebrate my own success, I was the most mentioned uh, speaker at that event of over 200 speakers. So I promise it's a good episode. You'll listen to about 35 minutes of that uh, keynote that I gave. But if I had to summarize that entire thing, this is what I wanted people to understand, is if we as marketers are worried about algorithms, worried about our our, our um, customers being too distracted, we're not sure what platform we're, we're using, here's the thing. The answer is not more content. The answer is not less content. The answer is trust. I believe trust is our new product in marketing. How do we convey, how do we establish trust? And here's the other part, right? How do we establish trust at a level that people not only trust us, but trust that if we fail, that we aren't going to alienate them? And, and I, I'm a big fan of transparency. I, I believe transparency is extremely powerful, but I also always caveat if you suck or you are false or you are fake and you are transparent, it just allows us to see that quicker. Transparency does not guarantee trust. How we convey trust is that we listen to our consumer. We let them look in our digital eyeballs. We provide value to them as a resource, hence Gary Vaynerchuk's jab, 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 right hook. And ultimately, that trust is a two-way street. Now, the problem with trust, especially in this digital world, is that trust is extremely hard to gain, yet extremely easy to lose. The amount of businesses that I believe have done a great job of building trust only then to spam their users or to no longer value that trust that they've built up. I believe it's no longer about social equity. It's about your trust equity with your consumer. You know, and, and I'm going to give you a great example of this. I use a luggage called Away, A-W-A-Y. And it's the luggage that's out there that has your battery pack because, you know, I carry around all these devices. And they have the battery pack in the suitcase. And so just last month, I, I, bought, I bought one of these suitcases uh, two months ago. Super excited to use it. And then, of course, two weeks after I go to use it, the, the Delta Airlines, which I am a Delta fanboy, I fly only Delta, came out and said, we are no longer going to allow luggages that have battery packs that are screwed in. And I can tell you, I did my research. I read everything about Away and their luggage, and I went to their website, and their CEO had this beautiful email where she talked about what she believed in this, in this luggage. They, they talked about how to get the battery pack out from the, from the device and all of these things that I thought were amazing, and, and they built trust. I trusted them to give them my money because that, you know, I, that this was going to work. And all of a sudden, the airlines changed. Now, for most brands, I believe what they would do at this point is kind of hide or attempt to kind of say, well, the brand just screwed us over. And for all of those that just bought the luggage, you're kind of screwed, and we apologize for that, but we're going we're gonna to push out a new product soon. But what they did, what Away did, and this to me is a perfect example of they valued trust is they sent an email to every person that bought one of their pieces of luggage. And they simply said in the email, Delta has changed their policy and we did not see this coming. 
Although we give you detailed instructions on how to remove our battery packs, and our battery packs, once removed, you're still able to bring the luggage onto the airplane and just keep the battery pack in your book bag, we, we were thrown off by this change. Now, we do have some suitcases available today that allow you to remove the battery pack, but for all of those that have the screw-in battery pack, below is that example of how to unscrew it. And just to let you know, we apologize. We are going to pull, uh, pull back and give you a recall. We're going we're gonna to call back and we're going to have everyone send back those pieces of luggage uh, over the next couple months so that we can replace that luggage for you with, with a battery pack that snaps out so that it, it meets the Delta policy. And they said, you know, we apologize for this. It's something that we, we didn't see coming and we hope you'll, you'll kind of stick with us. And I tell you what, I read that email as someone that bought this luggage, you know, I trusted them. And then I bought the luggage and I was using it. And then I was shocked and disappointed. And then I read this email. And what did that email do? Let's, let's, let's take a step back. That email did not ultimately solve my problem today. That email just told me that they're going to they're gonna ask me to send it back in a couple months. That email didn't, uh, didn't, you know, all of a sudden, like, blame anyone else. What that email did was... They understood who I was. They understood my pain, my disappointment, and they did not shy away from it. I sent them a tweet directly after this and said, away luggage, I was a fan, I love your luggage, not to mention it's in yellow, which is my favorite color, and I, was a, I love the battery pack, but I am a bigger fan of your brand today than I was yesterday because you took this Delta change, you hit it head on, you did not blame it on anyone else, you came up with a solution, you also provided detailed information, and you took your CEO's face. It was not a press release. It was not something back-channeled. It was not something that was randomly. It was sent out to every single consumer. And to me, this is if you establish trust with your consumers and something happens where something changes or something uh, is no longer okay and or out of your control, you must take it head on because I can tell you what, if I didn't get that email and I had tweeted at them and they're like, yeah, we're sorry, we didn't see the change coming, guess what I would have done? I would have never bought another product from them. I would have never shared their, their product on my, my, my Instagram or my stories. I would never talk about that brand. They would have lost me for life. And I think this is what I look at this entire disruption. Live video has reminded us that we have to be real. We have to be human. But we also have to bring this a step back further and say, you know, if we're going to build trust, we have to not only earn trust, but we have to maintain trust. And I think this is, this is why I think emails now, you're going to see, you know, my favorite email uh, blast is from Converse Shoes, and I'm a Converse Shoe fan. But I love that their emails are kind of short and concise, and sometimes they use user-generated content, but they don't, they don't overly sell me. They say, hey, Brian, this is something we think you might like based on your previous purchases. We hope you enjoy it, right? And I, and I think this is, this is one of those things, right? And I see a lot of people jumping in the video. Thanks, everybody, for jumping in. We are broadcasting live, Periscope, Instagram Stories, and Facebook Live. And I'm fired up. I'm fired up because I got to travel to all these different places, and everyone kept asking me, Brian, I, I, I didn't like marketing. I, I wasn't a fan of social media, but all of a sudden, I'm enjoying it more in 2018, and to me, the reason people are enjoying marketing and social media and the reason that this is working is because guess what? Brands that suck, brands that do not value trust, brands that are still spamming their users using stupid clickbait and things that are no longer okay to use, you know, giving influencers products and telling the influencers not to tell people that they're paid for it, all of those brands that have been faking it to them making it and doing shady business 
We no longer care about you as a consumer. We unfollow you. We unsubscribe you. We as the consumer have the power. And here's the thing. If you as a brand are real, if you shrink the distance between your digital conversation and me, the consumer, not only are you going to be able to build trust faster, but now we're going to be able to take that trust to a new level. And you're going to be able to start personalizing things. right? The, when, when someone tells me, Brian, I don't want to use data about people's purchasing because it's, it's that gray area where I might scare people off. No, here's the thing. If you use my data to market me or sell me, you're damn right I think that's the blurry area and you're doing it wrong. But if you use my data to remind me that I left something in my cart or to give me an additional bonus or maybe even better yet, provide me value. Like, hey, use my data and you realize I'm in a new city. Don't send me something to buy. Ask me how I'm doing in that city or personalize the message to say, hey, Brian, I know you're going to be spending some time in California coming up uh, based on your, on, your, uh, on your traffic. You know, I was wondering if there's anything we can do to help you in California because we're a business in California. Here's the thing. By doing that, by being using this data, this personalization, that's how you stand out. And that, that example from Away Luggage, they, they could have done so many things different. But what they did is they took it head on. They, they went right after the, the issue and the problem. And this is why I look at video as a whole as a disruptor. And I think live video is the catalyst. Now, for some people, you're like, wait, why is this? Why is it not just live video? Well, here's the thing. Creating great produced video, it, it takes a lot of work. It, take, it takes a lot of talent. There's a lot of great companies that are out there that I get to work with. Uh, one of my favorite is Aftermark. So if you guys check out Aftermark, my, my good friends Amy Landino and Vincenzo Landino are the founders of Aftermark. They do amazing produced video. But what I think about this is that live video, when it's done right, actually amplifies your produced video. Right? So if, if you create grace produced video on your website, why not do behind the scenes? Why not bring people in? Why not give people a story on why you created the video? If you're able to humanize produced video, that's magic, right? And here's why video is so important is that it is a lot harder to fake. It is a lot harder to automate. And I talked earlier, right? Social media, I thought, was a massive disruptor 10 years ago. I believe the mobile device massively disrupted us about seven years ago as far as uh, marketing and business terms come, uh, come to life. But guess what both of those did? They allowed us to automate. They allowed us to scale. They allowed us to get away from our customer. They allowed us to, ultimately, they allowed us to be lazy marketers. And we as marketers have ruined the customer experience in a majority of cases. The reasons people, some people are mad at Facebook, the reason the kids are going to Snapchat is because, well, first off, their parents are on the platform and no kid wants to be on a platform where their parents are. But here's the, here's the bigger picture of this is that People are tired of being lied to. They're tired of being marketed to when it doesn't matter. The amount of times I go to a website that I've been to many, many times and they make me fill out a form that has 20 entry forms when I've already been a customer of yours. Why are you asking for more data when I'm trying to make a purchase from you? Why do you make these things so difficult? And so social media and mobility allowed us to scale, allowed us to be a little bit lazy, allowed us to you know, really outsource everything. Well, all of a sudden we became just a broadcasting hub of of crap. And we, we heard this, this adage that content was king. So then every website had a blog. And why did they have a blog? Most of them had no idea why they had a blog. They weren't even sure what they were blogging about. Most of it was just like their sales form uh, changed into a blog-looking form. But really, they were pitching you and marketing you the entire time. But ultimately, all of these things, including 
content marketing as a whole. The reason content marketing really took off and the reason it's so powerful is it's because about storytelling and humanizing the brands. What's up, Kayla Maddox? I see Kayla Maddox just jumped in the Instagram stories. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in on all the live channels. But here's the thing. When we look at marketing disruption, it now comes down to this. Every brand, every person, every small business has to be thought of as a reality TV show. And what I mean by that is you have to allow people in to your home. You have to let them see who you are. If, you are a brand, if you're a small business right now and you have a brick and mortar store and you're complaining about Walmart and you're complaining about Amazon taking your business, guess what you forgot? The reason that we, we support small businesses, the reason that we love the hole-in-the-wall restaurants is because we care about the people. We care about the human experience. We know that when we buy a product from a small business, that that matters to them. They'll remember us. The amount of times, like, and this is, this, is, this is in a small business, but when I go into Chipotle, which I go in very often, I, I, get, a, I get a little giddy feeling. And you know why? Because the people behind the counter say, Hey, Mr. Fanzo, not bringing your daughters today? Or, oh, your daughters are here. We getting the same thing? It's because that human connection. And online and in social media and in marketing as a whole, we need to convey that exact same thing. And so if your small business is struggling right now and you're losing to Amazon and Walmart, here's what you need to do. Humanize your brand. Tell the story. Bring people behind the scenes. Allow people to help you decide what should be on sale. Tell the good stuff and the bad stuff. Let people know that, you know, hey, times are tough right now, but we're hoping to get more product in soon. Be okay with being real because you know what Amazon and Walmart aren't? They're not real. We don't trust Amazon. We don't, or maybe we do trust Amazon because they get us our packages fairly quickly, but we don't have a relationship, a human-to-human relationship. We don't look anybody in the eyeballs on, on Amazon or Walmart. I mean, Amazon, you can't even figure out how to return something half the time because it's you know, so buried. But here's the thing. We, we as marketers, we went up and comp- competed against Amazon and we decided not to do the one thing that they suck at doing, and that's humanizing the brand. That's putting a face on what we're buying. And I'm gonna bring this full circle. The reason that you know they said, hey, you know, business is done in the hair salon, business is done on the golf course, business is done in all of these different places. The reason that we've always believed all of these things is, is pretty simple. Because we as humans want to connect with humans that get us, that can relate to us. And I know my, my, my good friend Mia Voss was in here earlier. It's why I say all the time, nobody trusts a celebrity telling me what car to buy. Yes, that might be word of mouth marketing. Yes, it might get a conversation started. But we trust people that look like us, that, that have our problems, that deal with our kind of pain, have to pay their rent. We, care, we, we listen to those kind of people. And I believe live video and video has disrupted this space. I believe we are living in the greatest time in history. If your brand has a story, if your business, if you care about your customers, you truly care about your customers. I believe today is the day and this day moving forward that you start marketing with a human sense, right? And, and this idea where you, you focus on relatability, you focus on breaking down this barrier. Stop trying to, to use digital to distance yourself from your consumer. Start using digital to shrink the distance from your consumer. And here's the thing about this, is I, and I, and I kind of teased this earlier. We are leading in to some of the most innovative technologies that we're ever going to see. The first one is coming with 5G technology. 5G technology is going to be 10 times faster than the fastest broadband internet we have today. 
And that's going to be coming in the next 16, 18 months. If you want to learn more about 5G, listen to my other podcast, uh, Smack Talk. Daniel and I just recorded an episode on that topic yesterday. But 5G is going to allow us to be uh, have us have a more reliable, connected conversation and uh really connected everything. We're going to be able to rely on our connectivity at a whole new level. But beyond that, this is the disruption that I, I believe is something. What's up, Mia Voss? See, Mia is someone who has a great YouTube channel who builds relationships who I trust. And if she told me that she likes the Kia or the Mitsubishi or the BMW or the Toyota or the Hyundai that she's driving, I would buy that car, right? I would much rather buy that car than buying a, a car that some celebrity was hawking me because that, that celebrity does not relate to me. And I think this is where we have to go with this. This is where the conversation has to come from here. And this is where I think we are moving to a technology today that is gonna drastically disrupt everything. And that technology is blockchain. Now, I'm not gonna get geeky about blockchain, but for those that are listening, blockchain is not the same as cryptocurrency. So don't start thinking about you know, Ethereum and all the, all the different cryptocurrencies. Blockchain is what those currencies are built on. But I believe what blockchain is gonna allow us to do is it's gonna allow the consumer to control their vehicle of trust. Think about this. If you as a consumer will be able, would be able to have your own piece of the blockchain and be able to decide who you share your information with, it doesn't matter if you go download an email, uh, something from an, uh, a website. If you don't want to share your personal information with them, you have that choice based on the blockchain and the way the blockchain foundation was. Here is what it's going to do. It's going to add a layer of security. It's going to add a layer of control. And it's going to empower the consumer more than they've ever been before. And here's the scary part. If you are not building trust, if you are not being human online, blockchain will blow up your business. Because all of a sudden, just because you have a giant email newsletter list that you spam every month, and just because you, you have a great funnel system that brings people all the way down the sales funnel, if they do not trust you, if they do not want to share their data, their insights, their beliefs, they will not. But here's the, here's the cool part about this. Imagine if a consumer was going to your website and they said, ooh, I want to buy this a product. I want to buy this T-shirt, but I want to let the, I want to let this company know all of the T-shirts that I've ever bought online in my entire history of online purchases because I want them to see what my reviews are and what things I've liked so that they can better personalize my product experience. Blockchain is going to allow brands that build trust, brands that that understand the power of relatability. Blockchain is going to allow the consumer to share more data than we've ever done before. So think about this. If the consumer has more power than they already have, they feel more secure with their data than they've already had. All of these get rich schemes, all of these sign up bait and switch things that we are doing today are going to fall on their face. And so I believe live video is the catalyst to disrupting this and making us want to be more authentic, more human online, being okay with failure, doing things like that away email that I talked about earlier and just you know taking taking controversy or taking mistakes head on because here's the thing we're moving to a world that will be hyper connected with 5G technology and then beyond that to blockchain where we're going to empower consumers to be the controllers of their own data, their own insights they're going to decide if they trust you. They're going to decide if you're worthy of that connection. And guess what? With getting rid of that middleman, no longer having the middleman that controls our data and our insights, the brands that will win in the world of blockchain, authenticity, and trust are brands that have established trust today. 
If you want to get ready for blockchain disruption, start focusing on trust. Trust is our product, not content. Content will not beat the algorithms. What will always beat the algorithms is establishing trust, having conversations, or what Facebook calls meaningful interactions, and doing that in a way that humanizes your brand. So I am excited about the future. I'm excited about this. And to tell you what, I went to all of these different events from you know, the National Speakers Association to uh, Digital Marketing World or Digital uh, Summit. And it's just so exciting to see so many people getting involved in video. And on that note, I want to share with you guys, I'm actually going to be speaking at the very first video marketing world. So if you're like, hey, Brian, I understand you, you have a, mon a mantra that says press the damn button. And I realize that video is going to be powerful and video is going to take over the internet. Remember, the stat from Cisco is 81% of internet traffic by 2020 will be video. And so if you're like, okay, Brian, I get it, but I'm just not into video. I haven't figured out video yet, right? I'm just confused by video. This, this event, Video Marketing World, is gonna, it's not a conference. It is a workshop. Video Marketing World Workshop. I'm going to be giving my presentation about press the damn button, the importance of taking and pushing button. You, you can't build a strategy about video until you actually create some video and understand what works for you. But this event has a, I mean, a world class of speakers. Many of these people are the ones that taught me to be good on video. So you have Evan Carmichael. You have uh, Daryl Ives. You have uh, Roberto Blake, Sean Carroll. You have uh, uh, Loria uh, Petrucci, Mr. Owen Video, uh, Owen Hemseth. We have Dennis Yu. Steve Dotto, uh, Amy Smithauer. I mean, the, the list, uh, Brian Johnson. Uh, we have the CEO of Vidyard. I mean, I'm talking massive lineup. If you want to get better at video and, and, and embrace video, check out Video Marketing World. It's going to be in uh, Dallas, Texas, August 29th to the 30th. Now, I have an affiliate link for this, but I am passionate, that passionate about video. I don't care if you use my affiliate link. If you want to get better at video and invest in doing it, just sign up for this conference. I'm not touting this. For this reason, I'm not touting it to get links to my affiliate. I believe that to get great at video, you have to start listening to the pros, understanding where it fits for you. And remember that you know, going to these events, you, know, you have to set up goals and you have to understand what you want to get out of it. And don't spend your money on it if you're not willing and not ready to press the damn button. But if you understand what I've been talking about throughout this entire episode, and if you go back to my past episodes where I talked about live video, uh, why most brands suck at live video, is here's the thing. Live video three years ago, and I'm going to get a little nostalgic here for a second. Three years ago, when I was going all in with Meerkat, and I believed in the power of live video, there was a lot of marketing gurus that told me, Brian, live video is a passing fad. Live video will never take off. People don't want live. People don't want real. People want to be given what they, what they want, how they want it, and they like produce, and they, and they trust people that are going on. And guess what? All of you were wrong. Screw all of you. Know, what, know why they were scared of live video? You know why live very scared a lot of these people? Because they were faking it till they made it. They were selling unicorns and rainbows. They were selling ridiculously stupid online courses that never solved problems, just got you three-fourths of the way to solve a problem, and then got you to upsell you to the next online course. The reason they were scared of live video was because they knew that it would expose the importance of trust. They understood that authenticity would start to take off. And guess what? When you're fake, when you're not real, when you've been, when, when you've been doing, things all this, this, doing these things in all these wrong directions, live video is scary, but it is here to stay. And maybe your brand isn't going to be doing live video. I don't, I don't even care if you use live video. What I want you to look at is saying, what is live video proving to us today? And what it's proving to us is, 
that the old days of doing something different in digital and doing something different offline are over. You have to go back to the basics and say, how did we sell really well offline? We built relationships. We conveyed authenticity. We listened to our customers. We shook their hands. We looked them in the eyeballs. We were relatable to them. We understood their pain points. And we now need to take that and do that in the digital world. Because the digital world, it's no longer about online versus offline. It is truly about a digital experience that connects 3D world to virtual reality world to a blockchain world to a 5G powered world. But to get there, we have to stop doing this broadcasting spammy crap that has got us here the last eight years. And if you've been doing it and it's been working all these past years, kudos to you. I'm not, I'm not hating on that. What I'm telling you is you need to move away from doing that today because as the consumer becomes more powered and they want more trust, they want more authenticity, they want things to happen, they want people to relate with them. It doesn't matter if it's an email newsletter. It doesn't matter if it's a, uh, an ad in their mailbox. It doesn't matter if it's a billboard. People want to buy from people they can relate to because they understand that they understand who they are. I believe digital is going to allow us to do that. We just have to change our mindset. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, the very next episode that will go live is my recording of my keynote that I gave at Social Media Marketing World about the Facebook apocalypse and what that means for our social strategy as a whole. It's much more focused on social media strategy. This episode was more focused on uh, marketing as a whole holistically. Um, but I will say part of this that I think a lot of people are coming to me to say, and this probably excites me more than anything, is people say, Brian, You've been preaching for a long while that community is the future of business and that to think like a fan, we have, to be, we have to embrace empathy. We have to listen to our fans. We have to be able to put on the shoes of our fans. We have to be able to understand what they're all about, right? We have to think like a fan. But to do that, it requires time. It requires patience. But it also requires us to humanize our brand. The times are changing. People are coming up to me and saying, Brian, You've been saying put social back in social media and business, the future of business is community. Well, right now in 2018, it's getting backed up by every platform and every consumer out there. And if you don't believe it, think about your last purchases that you made. Did you make a purchase recently that was because from a brand that just pushed something in your face? Or did you make it because you trusted a resource that advised you about it? Or you trusted the email source that was sending it to you? Or maybe it was someone that that mentioned it on a podcast like this? Like if you buy away luggage, you're not buying away luggage because of their marketing or their sales. You're buying away luggage because they built trust with me. And I just told you how great they were and how much I love their product. And if you trust me that I'm giving that authentically, you're going to make that purchase. This is the magic. And I will also say the last but not least, and, and voice is super powerful, is that It is no longer about us as brands deciding how people find us or consume our content. I'm going to leave you with this. We need to take our conversation, our content, our value to where our community is. I do this podcast and I I download the video. I do it on live video. I download the video. I rip the audio. I put it out on podcasting form. I then do the transcript and put it up in a blog form. I then take the highlights of it and put it out on my Instagram stories and my LinkedIn. And people are like, Jesus, Brian, why are you doing that? The reason is simple. Podcasting is not for everyone. Live video is not for everyone. Who am I as a brand to tell you, the consumer, how to consume my content? I'm going to give you the content in every form possible and allow you, the consumer, to decide what's best for you. Because guess what? If the consumer gets to decide to consume the content where they prefer, 
It's one step closer to me establishing that trust, turning that listener into a fan, that fan into a customer, that customer into an advocate. And I'm doing that because I am not afraid to bring my conversation and content to them and let them decide. The consumer has never been more powerful than they are today, and I will make this guarantee. When I do this show next year at this same time, the consumer will be more powerful in March of 2019 than they ever were in the entire year of 2018. So it's time to start embracing that, leveraging our consumers, and going all in on trust, authenticity, and being real. My name is Brian Fanzo. Thanks, guys, so much for tuning in this episode. I was fired up. It was a little bit longer over the 40-minute mark, but I, I hope that you guys uh, got some value, some takeaways out there. If you like the show, I, don't, you know, I would love a review on iTunes, but you don't have to do that. What I would love for you to do is just tell one of your friends. For everybody that listens to this show, tell one of your friends, hey, I found some value on this podcast, FOMO fans. That, that's all I ask. My call to action is pretty simple. Just tell one friend that I can help cure their fear of missing out because I think together, if we all invest in ourselves and help one person, at a time, we together can make a movement that transforms this environment, empowers the customers, and disrupts marketing of the old. Cheers, my friends. Make it a great day.